Hi, I'm Steve, your host of It's All About Her. It's a show sponsored and inspired by Her Vodka, the vodka that gives half back to her. I'll be interviewing women entrepreneurs in different phases of life and business, see what makes them tick, and what we might have in common with these successful women. Hello, everyone. In this episode of It's All About Her, you meet Laura Bergman. She is the owner of True Ethic. True Ethic is an ethical lifestyle boutique located in the Northrop King Building in the Art District of Minneapolis. We learn a lot of interesting facts about Laura, from her passion for shopping ethically to the impact of her favorite teacher growing up. I had a great time talking with her, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hey, Laura. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What a beautiful uh, patio, huh? Yes, I love it here. Yeah, sitting, uh, what is that called? Uh, Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel. Gosh, <laughs> I almost said merry-go-round. I'm so stupid. Why? <laughs> so you run uh, True Ethic. Yes. And I was telling you, I, I love your website. And you've got, um, I'm, I think right now I have your blog pulled up. Um, so tell me about True Ethic. Um, True Ethic is an online store, but I also run a small showroom in my studio in Northeast Minneapolis in the Northrop King Building. It's yep. a mix of fair trade artisan goods and American-made artisan goods. So what do you so mean by fair trade? Um, fair trade is where small businesses work directly with artisan groups in okay. third world developing countries and it's a great way to alleviate poverty okay are, so they're making um some some of the things you sell are made in third world countries yep and then they bring them in and they um connect with you and um people like you yes absolutely Neat. yeah wow so um where so studio i always think it's so sexy when people say studio so you um you uh have a studio where you're creating things yourself? Um, when I create things, I do create things at home. I use my okay. studio more of a showroom. It's showroom? showroom? Okay. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. So um, what made you get into uh, to this business? What made you start this? Well, <laughs> I've always been passionate about helping others. Um, yeah. I've been a fair trade and ethical consumer myself for many years now. And I've always wanted to marry my two passions of creating things myself and helping others. Right. So um, a few years ago, I had a studio at the Casket Arts Building, and I used that just for painting in and making yep. my art. And then my very first Art World was coming. And just the way that I am, I'm like, oh my gosh, Art World is a huge opportunity. Right. That's I a big deal. I want to help other people. So yeah. I started contacting people to bring things into my space so sure. I could expose all those people to their businesses. Well, how was that? What, what kind of, I mean, um, so you brought in a bunch of other artists. Do you still have, uh, you still deal with them and have relationships well, with them? Well, one of the um, organizations is Freedom Firm, who I donate 10% to of right. the things that I make myself. Um, my cousin-in-law worked for Freedom Firm, and um, Freedom Firm works to rescue girls from sex trafficking in India. And the, when the girls are rescued, they'll make jewelry. Oh, and so really? she had a whole bunch of their jewelry. And yep. I was like, Gretchen, give me some of the Freedom Firm jewelry. I'll sell that and tell people about Freedom Firm. And sure. So that, she was one of the... Oh, that is a cool concept for a business. What, um, do, you ever get to, do you ever get backstories on these, um, these women and, that have been rescued? And 
Well, I mean, I mean not too much. Not, other I than, suppose. Because, yeah, they think they just kind stay of private. Secret. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. But but it's got to feel good that you're. Um, it does. Doing some good. Absolutely. Um, so how did you become a consumer of the fair trade? And I mean, because it's something I haven't really heard about. Um. I'm not even sure when or how I even learned of it, but I would always do any of my Christmas shopping or birthday shopping. I would go all the way to St. Paul yeah. to go to 10,000 Villages, which okay. is a great fair trade shop. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you just hear of people making poverty wages all the time in right. almost everywhere. And, uh, who wants to support that? I mean, right. I don't want to support that. Right. Um, and it just seems to be the standard way that businesses operate. So yeah, I just want to be a change maker. as cheap as possible. Yeah. Right. Yeah, bigger profits, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're all about the bigger profits. So is your, um, is your husband involved in the business at all? Nope. Just you? Just me. That's cool. Um, do you... Uh, well, he supports me. I mean, oh, emotionally. Sure. And yeah. <laughs> well... I know. He's in and, it and that way, and people, I that. People that aren't, aren't entrepreneurs or aren't, uh, don't have their own family business or their own business inside a family um, don't realize that how much the spouse and the kids and everyone um, yep. deals with business because they deal with um, mom or dad being uh, crabby or stressed yeah. or, or not there because they're out, yep. they're out um, trying to do something with it. So, yeah. Did, um, how did you uh, raise capital to start your business? Well, I was a nanny for a year to my neighbors. Okay. And I saved every penny I made from being their nanny Dang. for one year yep. and bought up all kinds of fair trade goods really? with that money. And they just built up an inventory and uh, yep. huh. Yeah. Have you ever um, been an entrepreneur before? Have you um Um yes, but not not as full force into it as I am now. I'm I What what you uh what you experiment with before? <laughs> My husband and I actually tried this one together, and it was called My Green Closet, and it was organic cotton children's clothing. Oh, really? So toddler ranges, so yep. size two to size four. Okay. Yes. So, um, but we tried to launch that right when the market crashed. Oh. So it didn't yeah. really go very well. It never really even took off. But our clothes were man- manufactured in Minnesota. Cool. Um, up in Niswa. And then the people who sold our things, they were um, an eco business themselves and they ran really? their, um, their sewing room off of solar power. Really? So, yeah, it was really cool. Well, I, I don't, I always, um, I don't know what the quote is or who, who said it, but. Um, a failed business for me is um, you get so much out of it. You learn so much. Yeah. I mean, not that you failed, yeah. but but um, it wasn't what you thought it would be. But yeah. the pro- going through the process of starting a business, I think it's kind of like basic training for um, for I think all kids should go through basic training yeah. just to learn some discipline. Um, and I think everyone out in the business world, whether it's corporate or uh, should should be. To be in business should be qualified by starting something of their own idea and start from scratch and figure it out. Because it, there's a lot of, there's not a book to start it, mm-hmm. there, uh, to start a business. I mean, basically, I mean, I'm sure there's a book. Yeah. But, but, but typically, if you're being creative, you can't find, um, there's not a map from no. how to get from zero to even halfway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Um so do you what what's your typical customer? 
My typical customer, um, generally I think they're people who care. They know that I'm a conscious brand. Um, I don't know if all of them know necessarily that I give back. Um, but yeah, I think they're younger people. They're in the age ranges of 24 to 40. Yep. Um, yeah, that's that's young for me too. I remember yeah. I, was, I just commented about a 45-year-old that I said, he's young. He was, he's 45. I go, yeah, that's young to me. Okay, <laughs> Leave me alone. Right. Um, so uh, if your business is 100% successful, what does that look like to you? What would that be when you think of, um, I've made it? As soon as I break even, <laughs> I will be <laughs> so happy. My, she's got my money back. That I've yeah, is it? It's amazing how much money you can put into a business uh, before you make a penny. I don't think anyone realizes it. And I, I think on the, um, on the uh, sheet I give you, that's the description of the podcast, I always have that, that phrase, and it still works today with any business owner. You, must, you own a business, so you must be rich because that's what people think. Um, I'm rich because I have free time, <laughs> but I can't well, do anything because yeah. I don't have any money. Well, exactly. And then for me, one reason too, why, I mean, so many people do ask me why I don't have a real brick and mortar. And I'm like, because right. I can't do that to my family. Yeah. I, I would have to be there too often. I mean, the right. way I have things now, I shut down my business for one month in the summer and travel with my family. Wow. And as long as I can keep it that way, I will. Right. But if I grow enough where I can hire people to run the business for me when I go on vacation, I mean, that's really what I want to do. I mean, I started this business to eventually hire people, pay good wages, right, and just build and, and grow. Live, live by your philosophy. And, exactly. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where do you go on vacation when you go? It's always different places. Really? Um, one we generally go to Europe because my absolute best friend in the world is from Belgium. Really? She was an exchange student way back in high school. Wow, that is neat. And we have been great friends ever since, and we try to see each other once a year. So either she'll come nice. here to see me, or I'll travel there to see her. And then in the last few years, I've been bringing the kids with me. Okay, what do you prefer? Um, going to see her? Or her oh, yeah, to see I prefer her. Okay. going there. <laughs> Absolutely. Come on. You've got to like them in the soda. Um, yeah, that's that's nice. I mean, you. I assume just because of um, judging how you feel about your business and the giving back. And uh, so you really, you must really um, show your kids some culture. And so how do you, how do you handle that? Um, with your give back in the, in the way society is now, how are you... How are you um, raising your children to have the same values you have? Um, I talk to them a lot about uh, the way the world generally operates and how they can make conscious choices. Yep. And um, it's been a struggle with a teenage daughter getting her to shop ethically. <laughs> right. <laughs> ethically is not a cool brand, Mom. No, there are a lot of wonderful, gorgeous brands out there, but you know they're not what her friends are wearing. So. Right. But, um, I mean, they definitely are aware of what's going on in the world. Uh, my daughter's a vegan. She really? She cares a lot about animals. Oh, boy. <laughs> are you a vegan? No. Okay. Mm -mm. Um, I'm the opposite of a vegan. <laughs> but, I mean, and my son, I mean, they both, they both donate money on their own. They nice. want to help yeah. where they think things 
um, need help or someone right. needs help or animals yep. need help. I always think I always think it's really um, when I, I think donate money. I think all of that is great, but when I really see a child um, helping, sometimes an elderly adult or someone with special needs, or when you see a child just go do that on their own, I always seem to think, wow, they're they're going to be something someday, and, yeah. and they really have um, the right the right attitude and personality yeah. that's going to um, going to keep making us great mm-hmm. because um, you. There's no reward for that, you know. They're not getting a they're not getting a first place yep. when they see that, and you yep. you see it all the time, and um, you know, we see it really a lot with two year olds, but they don't know any better. But when you see a teenager um, help someone just out of the blue, it's it's really nice. I mean, yes, it speaks um, volumes. It does, yes. even as simple as picking up something for someone. Yeah, yeah, I um, yeah, I I had an experience one time. I was in Florida and. Um, <laughs> I was in a lot of pain because I was chafing because we had jumped in the ocean. I mean, my my buddy and I are both big guys, and I was so you're crabby, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and this guy in the uh, uh, motorized wheelchair came up to me, and I'm like, oh, jeez, he just wants money, but whatever. And um, he says, excuse me, and I go, yeah. And he goes, would you mind helping me? I go, sure. What do you need? And he's like, will you lift me up in my chair? And I'm like. Yeah, and then I felt kind of bad, you know, because I was these thoughts were in my head. But you get solicited yeah. all the time, and yeah. then I'm walking away, and he says, "Oh, excuse me," and I'm like, "Okay, here it comes, right? Here's the pitch." He goes, "Would you mind lifting my leg up onto the chair because his foot had come off when I did it?" And I said, "Sure," and I'm walking away. He goes, "Oh, one more thing," and he was just unfolding his sandwich, and he goes, "You have a great day," oh, nice. and I'm like, "What?" I mean, and then you're going to complain about life sometimes and you don't appreciate it. And yeah. I always tell kids, I say, come on, you, do you know, I mean, even my wife, myself, I try and tell myself or, you know, what's important. I yeah. mean, that guy can stay happy and he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. He's, um, can't move anything but his arms yeah. and he's enjoying a sandwich. Um, so it was pretty, those kind of moments in life, I really think are, um, kind of defining for what is important absolutely i don't know why i had to bring up the chafing that was probably (laughs) not necessary but you know i was trying to to liven it up because i don't think you've got any good gossip for me so um but so um all right well i'll let you have a drink of that drink of your um what are you drinking mojito mojito it's Mm. 8 a.m right now but that's fine 8 (laughs) a.m It's 8 a.m. somewhere. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's new. Um, it's past noon. I'm what a, okay. What a great job. So do you ever think about, do you ever think about um, going back and getting, a, a, I don't want to say a real job, but a real job where you have to go into work and, and, um, yes. and, and put the headaches away of owning your own business? Uh, no. No, I would only get a part-time job to help to fund help my s- business. <laughs> that is what I want to hear. That is incredible. No I'm not stopping. This isn't going away. That it is awesome. It might change and morph. It's, sure. It already is. Right. I mean, I've, I've already done a rebrand in the two years I've been in business. Right. I mean. But that's that's amazing because um, uh, the, the girls that won, uh, won our giveaway, they each have three jobs. And, yeah. But to me, you know, I... Quitting your job and and, um, and starting a business is uh, is great if you can do it, but it, if you have to still work, that's that shows so much more that 
hey, I believe in this. I, if I got to work yeah. the next five years, I don't know. Yep. Five years, maybe? No, too much. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'll talk to you in five years. <laughs> yes. See how, yes, see yes, how we feel absolutely. about that. So, um, Are you a type A or a type B person? Z. A Z. <laughs> wow. Explain Z to me. That's a good I'm one. I'm all over the place. Really? I'm not really that organized. I mean, I am because I have to be. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I'm very eclectic. Um, yes. My house is a mess. Things are scattered all over the place. Okay. So a Z. That's what a Z person is. Okay. <laughs> I made that up. But that's do you, what I tell people. <laughs> so I do this all day. Sometimes I have great conversations with myself. Um, but uh, do you talk to yourself? Mm-hmm. I do. My daughter laughs at me all the time, but she does it too. So, so what, what's a typical conversation with yourself? Usually it's when I'm trying to find something. <laughs> like, okay, where did I put that? Come on, Laura. I all wonder. Right. <laughs> so do you ever... Okay, I'm, I think I've said this before, but um, I've always... I always talk to myself. I think when you, um, I'm starting to think that you might talk to yourself when you're insecure or you, or you don't know exactly what to do. And I like, if I was in a um, bar, um, back when I was single, I would like, Oh my God, this bartender, I'd say to myself, my, this bartender likes me a lot. (laughs) And myself would say back, no, (laughs) she's after a tip. I go, no, she's not. She really, really likes me. Have you heard the conversations? And myself said, yeah, I did. I heard them, same conversations, three guys now. I go, no way. And, and then I would go in the bathroom and look at myself, and she would be very young, and I'd be myself, very old. And I'd look, yeah, she's just looking for a tip. That's fine. <laughs> Those damn mirrors and bathrooms. But yeah. so, so is there a time... Is there a time that you always end up um, having conversation with yourself or a topic that you'll go back to other than you can't find anything? Because I think it's telling. And maybe you... It is definitely generally when I can't find something, which okay. happens a lot. <laughs> so my whole story to set up a great answer did not work. Um, I'm going to table that story for podcast now. Okay. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you have someone particular that you go to for advice that um in business or or life i i guess i can't say that i do i'm i mean i'll i know that i go to my husband a lot for moral support (laughs) (laughs) a lot I guess it's more of a moral support that i go to people for people for just when i'm um, feeling like frustrated and like ah Oh, so going like I wanted so to. So instead of going to people for advice, so you go to them and say, I don't need advice. I just need you to hear me and listen yes, to me absolutely. and be there. Yep. I got you. Yep. Yeah. See how I, I define never listen what was to it? people's advice See anyway? how I figured out was it, what was it? <laughs> exactly. That was, that's one of my questions is if, if you go back and talk to your 12-year-old self, what would you tell yourself? And... Would you actually listen? Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. not. Right. No. So it's a, that's why I don't ask that question, Mark, because yeah. that question was dumb. Um, no. So, no, so it was. My husband, when it comes to like, okay, we're going out on a date and I'll ask him, what should I wear, this or this? Or do these earrings look better with this outfit or these shoes? Blah, blah, blah. And he's always like, I never like answering because you never, ever, ever do what I say. It's like, right. Sometimes I just tell you the opposite because I think that's really what you want. <laughs> Well, no, I, I think part of it is that um, that's such a tough thing to tell your wife 
any advice on what to wear? And I always tell my wife, I don't know. They both look so beautiful. It's too hard for me to decide. Oh, so you're smart. And, and then she says, okay, loser. Um, so what, what, what was your first job? My first job? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. For real, my absolute first job? Yep. Oh, my gosh. I was 13 years old, so I wasn't really technically old enough to be working yet. But I worked at a, a place cold calling selling magazine subscriptions. Door to door? Oh, no, on the phone. Oh, it was the, awful, oh but I wanted God. money. <laughs> that is a... Uh, that, yeah, I couldn't do that. I don't it, know. It was awful. I, it I had to be an experience, though, because it puts you... At 13 years old, you had to have the um, the courage to yep. say, "Hey, I'm I'm selling this." So yes, huh? Um, well, I had a great question and I forgot it, so that's awesome. <laughs> I love when that happens. Me too. So, um, does your husband ever get frustrated with your business, or um, is, is he just? I mean, he gets frustrated with my creative messes at home because I do make the things that I make at home. Oh, and you don't clean up after yourself? Like my first time pouring cement, I accidentally got it down <laughs> Not the, the garbage drain. disposal oh, and it's broken. <laughs> oh, I suppose it's broken because cement. It's solidified, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what it does. <laughs> yes, um, it hardens. I didn't think I got that much down there and I thought I ran enough water. I think some got down there when I didn't realize it. Yeah. So anyway, he's just like, girl, you have a studio. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't have running water there. <laughs> yeah, there's limitations to that studio, I guess. Um, so personally, not business, what are you afraid of? What am I afraid of personally? Hmm. How can you get stumped on a question? So uh, let me give you some examples. Spiders, snakes, uh, people. Uh, questions, obviously. Yeah, um, <laughs> being interviewed. <laughs> That's awesome. There you go. Did Otherwise, you? Uh, I, don't know. I don't think I'm afraid of really anything. Growing up, did you have a favorite teacher? Yes, I did. Tell me more. Um, third grade at Webster Elementary School in Northeast Minneapolis, Mrs. Stallings. She was just so nice and encouraging. I felt. Loved. I really felt like this teacher loved her students. Right. Nice. Which was nice because I had a lot of crabby Minneapolis public school teachers. Oh, I bet. So you grew up in Northeast Minneapolis? <laughs> yeah, I did. How was that growing up? What's your What's your fondest memory of go- growing up in Northeast? My fondest memory. Leaving um, Northeast? Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> no, I'm I mean, kidding. Well, I'm it's kidding. cool now. I, oh, my yeah. gosh. It wasn't at right. all like it is now when no. I was growing up here. Yeah, oh, it's, it's hip. This is yeah. where we go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're in Northeast. Yes. <laughs> Come on. We're under the my Ferris wheel. My studio and shop are in Northeast. Right. I mean, go figure, which I thought was ironic when I first started out at the Casket Arts because I lived over in that area by yep. um, Holy Cross. And so I would walk to Edison High School and pass the Casket Arts Building when they were still making caskets there. Really? Yep. So, yeah. That is awesome. (laughs) Um, What are you most grateful for? I am grateful for all of the supportive and loving and kind people that are in my life. Nice. Absolutely. Wish I had someone nice in my life. That'd be awesome. I'm kidding. If Kirsten never listens are. to these, so I it doesn't really matter. Are. She's the only one I really care about. So, um, she's my wife. She's my <laughs> boss. Um, she signs the checks that I don't 
cash. Uh, <laughs> God, I wish they'd at least give me a check because then I feel like I have some value. But all right, this podcast is about you, not about me. Um, is there a decision that in your life that you wish you'd go back and change that you think would change your life that you made back in the day? Maybe leaving Northeast? Hmm. Um, no. I don't. I don't think so. I feel like I've made pretty good choices, even no, as a young person. No regrets. <laughs> no, like no it. regrets. What is your most unique skill? Most now, unique. unique. Skill. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> unique. Keep it clean. It's I'm kids a great listening. belcher. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Are you really? Yeah. I'm not doing it. Can you give me one? No. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that is such a... Now, that's a tease. A great. Well, see, I mean, otherwise, I mean, drawing, painting... Can you do the pieces. alphabet? That's not unique. We're, we're well, going no. back to We're going no, back to belches. So mean, what's unique about your belches? How loud they are? Very your... loud and deep and long. <laughs> wow. Keep it clean again. But yes, that's awesome. Yeah. My kids are impressed. <laughs> really? Do you have to eat something? I, ha- that... I have to drink Coke. Oh. <laughs> Hmm. Just I don't like think an I elf. Can, Haven't you ever seen have Elf where he the downs the two liter of Coke and then does the long belch and is like, did you hear that? I always do did that you? to my family. I'm like, did you hear that? But did you catch a bartender's name? <laughs> no, I did not. No, no, I don't no. You're, come not. on. Will you please? Come on. I'll just get us a cold. <laughs> and then I won't be able to do it because I'll be under pressure. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a super awesome, unique skill that I just won't share with you. I'll tell you about it, but I won't do it. You could have done it right here. That would have been, that would have been podcast history. Are you kidding me? Wow. Do you, uh, do you play any instruments? No, I do not. No? My husband's a musician. I am is not he? at all. What does your husband play? Guitar and guitar? piano, but mostly guitar. Really? And he's good? He is good. Yeah, I play guitar every day, and I, well, I peaked in fourth grade. Never got better. <laughs> but I still enjoy playing for myself. And my wife humors me. I write love songs to her all the time. Well, my husband gives guitar lessons if you want to take some. <laughs> all right. That hurt my feelings. Okay. Wait, just to get better. It's kind of like I could have been joking and I'm not. But you just could look at me and see. Is it because I got short hair now that nobody thinks I'm a musician? That just... Yeah, I got to grow this hair out. My husband you know any has ways, very short hair. Do you know any ways to grow um, hair out faster than... Supposedly, protein helps your hair grow uh, faster. I mean, I don't know if that's true. All right, that's all I eat is protein and fat. Oh, then. Huge, fatty pieces of my meat. My son, I think it might be genetic. My son's hair grows incredibly fast. Really? Is he a redhead also? Yes, so is my daughter. Really? Not your husband, though. He nope. didn't get your genetics because nope. that would be weird. No. Nope. Um, what time do you get up in the morning? Oh, my gosh. It all depends. Um, sometimes 4 a.m., the very, very latest, 7 a.m. And when I you feel get up guilty four, when if you, I wake up at 7. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what time you go to bed then? 9 or 8. <laughs> okay. That's, you know, I can't, I fight with Kirsten every night at about 7.30. She goes, I think we could watch this in the bedroom. I'm like, no, because you'll go to sleep. It's summer. I mean, we, I don't think we've, I think one time so far this summer we've been up past dark. And at the cabin we do with her parents because they stay up yeah. late. And they're in their 70s. So the 70-year-olds are forcing my wife to stay up later. And, and trust me, I at the time, because I could also get up early just because I start thinking about stuff. Like, you know, 
How am I ever going to make a living? How will this business ever work? <laughs> what am I doing with my life? <laughs> so what do, you, what do you least enjoy about your business? See how I circled back around your business? I don't know why. Uh, what do I least enjoy about my business? Social media gets exhausting sometimes. I get a little tired of marketing. I don't like marketing. I love helping people. I love making things. I don't necessarily love selling things. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? After Here is what um, I'm going to ask you, and I've never asked anyone this bef- before, but I know that you don't like um, talking about yourself. <laughs> Tell me the best thing about you. What's the best quality that you, if you could had to tell people one thing about yourself, what would it be? I am very kind, and I'm a. I think I'm a phenomenal friend. Honestly, yeah. I think. I think you almost got choked up on your on <laughs> that one. Are you a phenomenal friend? I am. How many How many best friends do you have? Best friends. Um, four. Four. All right. But Is the I'm fifth also, left out? Don't I'm say. I'm also, big. you know, introverted too. So I'm very. I mean, I'm friendly and kind to everyone, and I want to help everyone. But as far as like. Really, outgoing really and meet people, and yeah, yeah. And I'm a That's little reserved, but sure. Well, those are the best friends to have because I don't want someone with a lot of friends. I mean, I don't have any friends. <laughs> I mean, my wife's my best Liar. friend. Well, I, I mean, go through the list though of all the people, especially when you own a business or have. I mean, because when you own a business, you're you're kind of a a small time celebrity. So people are like, oh, you own this business. I, yeah, hey, I want to be your friend. And they're, you know, they want to talk to you and stuff. But um, there's such a range of people that are, are they there for you when you really need them? That's and, what I'm learning. Right. And, and <coughs> Absolutely so is those true. four best friends, they're there for you when you need them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. At my downest, at my up. At my middle, they're there, they're there. no yeah. matter what. I think that I, I think that's a, something we learn with um, age and time and experiences. Because right now, I I don't even feel bad that I have a friend. I have well, I have quite a few friends that like to go to happy hour. So you know, I have happy hour friends yeah. that I know I'm calling a dime. But I don't have a lot of friends, and I think these friends come and go that you can call when you're down. Because if you're down for business and they're they're in a business you can kind of relate to them or something yes. but to be honest people don't want to really hear talk to you too much when you're down yeah which <laughs> I mean, is it, awful well it's awful and it's uh, it's also um it's also a good kick in the butt because if you're always down change well, your if life you're always down, yeah, yeah. And, and people don't always want to hear from that so yeah if you've got a friend that will listen to you when you're down you, and that's all you do. You may not have that friend. No, very yeah, long. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, are you fine with the podcast now? Because I don't have any editing to do. We've done uh, thirty minutes, and <laughs> I thought you did a great job. Oh, thank you. I don't think I, a lot better than I do. But I'm not the star. You're the star. So a lot of pressure's on you, not me. So, I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it too. Yeah, it was fun. Much. So, um, great podcast. Great interview. I enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. I enjoyed talking with you. All right. That's it. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks to Laura for the great conversation. Check her out at trueethic.com and be sure to click on all her social media links. Big thanks to Betty Dangers in Minneapolis for the great drinks. 
A huge thanks to you for listening. If you want to help this podcast out, please give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to tell your friends if you like the show. If you don't like it, keep it to yourself. Talk to you next time.